Hello, welcome and welcome to the Marbodian podcast. Today we're going to talk about Hey Ram, Kamal's magnum opus that released in 2000. Uh, hey Ram recently completed 20 years of release. Uh, so even though this movie released in 2000, its subject matter could not be more than relevant in uh, for today's time and uh, political environment in India, if I can put it that way. Uh, so Hey Ram is a very interesting piece, and uh, one of the reasons we wanted to talk about it, other than the fact that it is very relevant today and it has completed 20 years, is that uh, recently we realized that Hey Ram has been the subject of criticism from both uh, left-wing and right-wing parties. Uh, so we will talk about that in a little detail uh, further down in the podcast. So to talk about this episode, we have Hari Arun who is coming back on the podcast. Welcome back, Hari. Hello everyone. Hi Kumar. Good to be back. Yeah, it's great to be back and it's great to be talking about Hey Ram. I'm really very excited. But uh, before we get started, I also want to put this out. Hey Ram is a long movie. It's uh, around 3 hours and 20 minutes if I'm not wrong. So this podcast uh, and not just because of the length of the movie, it's also because of the depth and the breadth of the movie. This podcast and the dis- the discussion will take slightly longer. So this podcast will be in two parts. Uh, you're listening to part 1. and there will be another part released which you can listen to separately so hari maybe uh, we can i have a suggestion on how to approach hera i thought maybe uh, <coughs> considering the way kamal hasan has portrayed the life of saket ram the protagonist of the movie maybe we can look at it in three ways the first is saket ram's life with his wife in bengal the second is his marital life with vasundra das and his time back in madras and the third is his plot to cremate gandhi and his redemption arc does that sound okay hmm well I, i'm not sure i agree uh, you know i don't have any objection right now but it's a very complicated film so we will try to stick to these three things that you mentioned but I would assume that we would digress quite a bit because there is so much to talk about. But yeah, overall it looks fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that should be a problem. I think as in with all the podcasts, we will digress. So anyway, let's uh, get on to the first part uh, where uh, we... So there is the present in the movie where Kamal Hassan is an old man and is uh, on his deathbed of sorts, I think. So he is... he's really old and needs medical help to barely survive and he needs a visit to the hospital and his grandson is basically telling his story that's where we get the first part where kamal starts off as an archaeologist in uh, what is present day pakistan and then he comes back to bengal while his work is stalled because the partition is begun uh, so i'd like to hear from you as to what was your experience in this part and what what are the things you observed maybe we'll start off like that Uh yeah I think maybe I can just start off uh, by saying what I really felt when I started watching the movie and completing the movie is that okay Yeah I think that's great Yeah for me you know I was just uh, scrolling through the Amazon Prime or Netflix for some interesting movies and uh, I just chanced upon uh, uh, Heram one night and it was already you know uh, I think 11:30 I'm semi nocturnal if you want to call it that way So I looked at the running length it was some 3 hours and 20 minutes like Kumar mentioned and I was like okay what am I doing then I just started and I couldn't stop I didn't really you know like notice the time and when I finished you know I I thought you know I I really you know did a good decision in picking that movie 
Hairam for me, you know, stood out for a couple of reasons. One, uh, they somehow, you know, seem to have taken uh, Kamal Hassan as an artist, um, as a director, as a visionary uh, for granted. Uh, I genuinely believe that. Um, I am as big a Rajini fan as you can imagine, and uh, you know I've uh, made myself a bit of a caricature in another podcast about Rajini. But I, I I truly believe that you know a Kamal is on par with you know anyone that you can bring in cinema industry you know anywhere in the world. So uh, given the things that we are dished out these days in terms of commercial cinema or even you know um, slightly you know artistic cinema. Uh, i truly really you know miss uh, the kamal hasan of old and uh, the second important thing that i uh, really noticed was uh, how uh, kamal hasan managed to make this movie 20 years back and uh, it stays truly relevant now and the cinematic experience has not reduced at all uh, it's it's just you know mind blowing how he has you know dug deep into the past of indian history and somehow you know uh, transposed it into a commentary of our current lives and it 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 just you know uh, it, it's it's amazing that it plays out as a commentary of uh, things that we are witnessing right now but this was done you know 20 years back with the backbone of indian history so i was you know like thoroughly blown away i've never been you know uh, excited or you know felt overwhelmed fulfilled having seen a movie like this so in fact i pushed you know kumar to watch this movie again and you know i know that you know it's it's very long and all but i'm glad i did and i'm very happy to be part of this discussion and uh, i honestly believe on one hand that you know i don't have the you know right understanding of history or cinema uh to even you know talk about this uh this will be more like a, a layman's deconstruction of a wonderful movie you know more like a fanboyism of uh, this great artist you know who we are fortunate to live amongst us so that's my initial take on this movie okay i think there is a really great setup uh <clears throat> couple of uh, since you spoke about history uh, a small uh, trivia or a nugget of information the same party was in power at the center when hiram was made and at the time you say that it is extremely relevant so i don't know if those those two things add up but yeah that is there okay now for the first part uh, so i'd like to make a small uh, or rather i would like to add on to the observations that you have made uh, <coughs> regarding the film's depiction of history so i think uh, on the internet the hiram is described as a alternate historical you know it's described as a film that speaks alternate history while i would i don't know maybe look at it as a bit of fiction mingled with history because all of the events that transpire in the movie are are, are true uh, when you look at the d- direct action day that jinna called for from where kamal's entire life takes a topsy turvy or whether it is the uh, <coughs> partition or you know everything else or the assassination of mahatma gandhi everything else is actually in line with history except for the story of saket ram which is sort of intertwined with it so uh, <coughs> as we started off right so the film starts off with kamal hasan being an archaeologist in present day pakistan along with his friend amjad and uh, lalwani so 
from there they move on to calcutta where kamal hasan meets his i mean or rather gets together i mean she's not rani mukherjee is not even his wife at that point in time right or at least that is what we see that they get married in a very informal nature of sorts after they have sex you know after he comes back from uh, karachi so the one thing that i observed and maybe this is a bit of i don't know if i'm going into a bit of a, a discussing a con of the movie up front but one thing i noticed is the film i thought hit a bit of a roadblock or it was i don't know if it's a roadblock maybe roadblock is very harsh i thought it it was a little bumpy because of the fact that saket ram was a tamilian uh, because of that a lot of other things had to be forced for example the reason why uh, shahrukh khan and lalwani had to speak in tamil was because saket ram was a tamilian <clears throat> and because of this a fact that the fact that uh, sake uh, amjad and lalwani had to be educated in madras christian college and that is the reason they could converse with saket ram in tamil was there and this is uh, seen uh, throughout the movie right in a lot of other places it's, it's a completely pan india movie i mean we'll talk about that a little more uh, little further down the line but what is uh, your view on this i feel that the movie would have been very organic and smooth flowing if maybe it had been made only in hindi or if saket ram had been maybe a hindi speaking character No, I mean, uh, I found their accents and, of course, you know, the way they converse in Tamil to be a bit irritating. But, uh, um, uh, you know, the goat say, you know, happened to come from central part of India, but uh, he could have come from down south as well. I thought, you know, Kamal's point was that when he was trying to, you know, uh, get uh, Gandhi killed, I mean, he is surprised to see that so many others are also, you know, trying to kill. So... in that way i find that you know the the uh, positioning of this uh, films you know uh, protagonist uh, from tamil nadu is not a, a bad decision and uh, uh, kamal you know like believes and truly believes that you know tamil audience is probably you know one of the better audiences in india so uh, in that way you know i i don't question the uh, you know story decisions part of it where you know the protagonist is from tamil nadu but i also agree with you that you know i mean it became a little uh, annoying in a film where you know everything was uh, planned and meticulously you know uh, executed uh, you had you know different people all over the country you know uh, speaking uh, in different uh, weird tamil accents uh, but genuinely from a very selfish point of view i am glad this movie has been made in tamil uh let's say you know i would not have enjoyed it as much if not you know if i could not appreciate you know some of these uh, uh brahmin household that he really you know uh, showcased with uh, amazing you know maturity and so on so um i am okay to you know i i kind of you know made peace with this annoyance of uh, these weird actors talking in weird tamil uh, accents um i i enjoyed you know the benefit that it brought like how you know it became a pan india movie from south to north and uh, how you know the, it was good to see you know some of this uh, tamil uh, vaishnavite families you know being showcased so nakedly uh, good and bad so i'm okay with that so we will come to that I, i'm really really very interested to know your take on the uh, tamil brahmin culture but uh, we let us not uh, jump the gun uh, so i think the very crucial part of the first uh, or a very crucial part in this movie that uh, shapes 
Saket Ram's character and the and sort of sets the events in motion, if you can say that, is the uh, direct action day where uh, Rani Mukherjee is uh, sexually assaulted and then killed. So there are two parts you can look at it. One is the relationship between uh, Rani Mukherjee and uh, Kamal Hassan, and the second is the incident of the uh, riots. So. Uh, what was your take on the Rani Mukherjee Kamal Hassan relationship? Uh, so back in the day, you know, we thought it was a very sleazy thing that Kamal Hassan did. But uh, I don't know if it's age or if it's maturity or it's just uh, you know a little. If the, the fact that we are a little wiser, the way that he had showcased the relationship now feels completely natural. Back in the day, it just seems even to adults back in the day, it seemed extremely sleazy. So, is, I mean, are we saying that Kamal Hassan was 20 years ahead of his time in showing a relationship in its natural uh, format or in its, in, its, in its naked nature? Or is it that we have all taken time to mature? What do you think? Uh, I'm not sure I can say I have uh, wisened up over the years. But I agree with you that, you know, uh, Kamal was and still probably, you know, 20 years ahead of... Uh, you know, um, all the people who thought those scenes were obscene or sleazy. Uh, one thing, you know, uh, I realized was that uh, how unfortunate was it that uh, the bite on Rani Mukherjee's, you know, uh, buttocks or, you know, those sleazy scenes kind of, you know, like snatched away uh, from, you know, uh, so many other talking points in the movie. So, I kind of, you know, uh, when I look back, Hiram was all about, you know, those scenes and uh, at that point of time, at least, you know, in the school, you know, like that I uh, grew up, uh, that that I, I, I'm, you know, kind of, you know, under, not able to understand, right? So, like you correctly mentioned, even adults were quite uncomfortable uh, with what was showcased on screen, but he really, you know, like showcased in its all its naked glory and... Uh, uh, in their entire romance, you know, there are uh, there are so many beautiful moments and stretches, but there is one particular moment where you know he, he wants to go to the balcony to make love, and he is you know getting some sort of mat or something, and he is ecstatically humming this you know Nipartha Parvai song. He goes you know that's really the excitement of a person who is going to get laid with the love of his life. Uh, I mean, uh, of all the other scenes, I was laughing to myself. Uh, how did he even, you know, like think of that particular expression of, you know, joy that he's going to, you know, experience in uh, in in few minutes? So I completely agree with you. It was totally, you know, seen as something that should uh, not be done. Now, when I look back at look back at those scenes, they they just look so poetic. Uh, it, it, it's, it's just how you know they would be I mean uh, uh, she is a Bengali and uh, he is a Tamilian and there is genuine love and there is lust and they really care for each other they, they imagine their lives together for 30 years and that is how they will have sex and that is what he showed maybe we were never ready and we will never be ready but that's what make him, makes him great great points so <laughs> now that we have finished, you know, uh, your eloquent praise of Kamal on this part, I want to move to the slightly sadder part of it. Uh, so Kamal Hassan's uh, love making with his wife is over. He steps out to buy food 
uh, in fact you look at that transition it was so natural right i know that we have spent a fair bit of time talking about that that immediate transition that you know he's like okay i am hungry i mean despite the fact that they've had like this informal marriage they've had sex after so long i mean they've been separated for a while he comes back to the real world he's like okay i'm hungry you know and i'm going to get some food and there is this terrible foreshadowing where she says that you know what i'm afraid etc uh, etc et and the reason he asks her like why don't why didn't you go to the market to get anything she's like i don't want to be sexually assaulted yeah so it, it was you know the fact no and he says you just got sexually assaulted like this whole you know Uh, yeah, pseudo macho man you know who thinks you know who has done his yeah, bit but exactly exactly that, that was makes, very chilling that yeah. makes what hap- what's going to happen even worse this may so then he goes out you know he rescues this woman who has been chased by a muslim mob and then bloody hell he comes home and figures out that there is a mob inside his house and and in fact you know 20 years before i mean i keep going back to this 20 years before while his wife is being sexually assaulted inside I don't know is Kamal Hassan the only person director or an actor in India who dare to show that a man was going to sexually assault another man during the riots I, wow. I, I don't even know that I didn't even realize that that scene was there back in the day I mean and I watched it and I was shocked I was like oh my god he actually showed this that there is a guy who has gay tendencies and he wants to rape another man during the riot because that is his chance otherwise you might just not get another chance and, and add to the fact that he's a muslim you know so mm. and he and that that was shocking and the entire episode right he shows his, i mean i don't know i thought he sort of lowered the tempo of the assault by showing only her you know by showing rani mukherjee getting killed you, you we look at another movie that showed the sexual assault in a very vivid manner um, you can think about parithiviran right where yeah. the pain is I mean you just squeeze when you watch it you don't know what to do you just squirm in your seat but this was slightly i thought he's lowered the tempo of that and then he goes out and takes his rage uh, yeah. on Altaf and going back no. to Altaf right that was also foreshadowed right when yeah. Altaf is shown as you know the guy who says you know salam to him when he enters Calcutta and then when he's not looking throws a tomato on his car and when he kills Altaf also just look at it when altaf is with his mob he is entirely brave but the moment he is cornered with a gun he just his true nature comes back to him and he says you know what in this environment everybody is a little off and just forgive yeah. me he he just committed murder and rape and he asks this person to forgive him i thought the entire stretch was chilling but i thought yeah. the entire stretch was amazingly well directed yeah i i couldn't agree more right so a uh, couple of other points right so uh, it was also pretty chilling how the Uh, piano served as a you know a symbol in this entire movie so there is this famous scene which has its own set of detractors who uh, you know if they want to ridicule kamal for any reason this would be one of the reasons that you know rani mukherjee is staring right into his torch and uh, he is sitting there and playing a piano and uh, there is a preceding scene where he plays rani mukherjee and piano together literally uh, and then you know uh, It, it 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 he's tied to the same piano like you just mentioned this world has turned upside down in a matter of you know some 5 or 10 minutes and uh, uh, there is also another scene where he gets little delayed because he's trying to save a sick girl so he must be thinking why did i waste time there if he had come 5 minutes earlier what could have happened but he's tied to this piano and another man wants to rape him and uh, it it was some 
amazing you know sequence of writing and direction that uh, i was not able to get over and uh, the the altaf scene right i mean uh, that's what kamal becomes later so the herd mentality kicks in him and he is not able to really think on his own so uh, when he actually you know uh, tries to avenge rani mukherjee or kill altaf or kill, kill all those muslim guys i thought you know he's becoming the very person that he's killing and uh, it was all shown as a sequence of scenes uh, without much explanation there is so much to interpret in every scene every angle ah my god it was just unbelievable i mean i i really don't know it this probably is the this is should be the best movie of kamal's career right i don't know it's 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 a i i, I can't think of any other movie that deserves this place if you ask I me i think i think looking back at it i think it has to be the best movie of kamal hasan's career i think he has directed it the way he's he wanted it to he has had uh, or he had a support cast uh, that was fantastic and that could actually do justice to the roles that were written for them and i think his performance was also amazing so yeah i mean definitely the best movie of kamal hasan's career and uh, without digressing i want to look at a couple of other symbolisms uh, mm-hmm. in this stretch uh, so since you mentioned the piano uh, so when he's done and when he's leaving calcutta they're trying to shift his items out of the house and this piano comes crashing from yeah top roof and on the ground that's like his life has come crashing down it's done yeah there is another beautiful symbolism i don't know if it has to do with the tamil word madam which means religion and madness uh is when the elephant goes rogue yeah uh there are so there are two things first the elephant is shown uh, standing by the side of the mahout uh, and the mahout is killed the second is when the elephant has taken the i don't know the english word for it the tamil word is angusam which yeah. is basically the iron rod the mahout uses to control the elephant yeah or a spear elephant, or ca- elephant yeah. yeah the elephant carries the rod and is walking through the road So I thought it was a very beautiful symbolism the first thing was like there is there was an order in society and that is gone the order is killed and now the elephant that is madness or you can see the madness around religion that is roaming free through the road at least at least that is what I could understand I don't know what he was going for I mean I don't know what 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 did you interpret No I think you uh, nailed it right so uh, madam tamil lavande it can mean religion or you know yanaki madam pidikirana vande it is it means that you know it has lost its mind so uh, my reading of the situation was that uh, the mahout can be seen as society who has been you know uh, really you know getting through his daily uh, you know routine or you know ways with this elephant under his control with the spear so i thought the symbolism was that once he lost that control the elephant took over and the angusam is in elephant's hand in other words namba vandu madamnala namba vandu evladha vandu aadayam theda nenachalum there will be a point where religion or this madam in this case will take over and you know destroy the society so uh, the loss of control uh, due to over the very religion that people are milking is what you know he wanted to show i thought that's my interpretation okay now that we are uh, done with the symbolisms of the riot 
Uh, I think we have to move to another uh, very key character in this movie that is Shri Ram Apyankar, uh, who was played by an excellent Atul Kulkarni. I think it was only his third or fourth movie, in fact. I think he had done only minor roles up before this. In fact, on Twitter, recently when somebody tagged that, you know, Hey Ram had completed 20 years, Atul Kulkarni added on to it, said, Oh, that means I've completed 20 years in my career as well. I thought it was his debut, but it looks like it's his third or fourth movie. But a uh, a very, very uh, good portrayal of Shriram Abhyankar. And it's it's also very surprising, right? Uh, Kamal gives such a meaty role of uh, somebody who shapes uh, the character's course to a relatively newcomer i think i mean i mean possibly atul kulkarni could have had a theater background i didn't want to look into that but the fact that kamal has taken this risk with somebody new in cinema is quite daring so yeah now, so the original actor who was supposed to act uh, had to back out of the movie uh, i think due to some unfortunate citizen uh, i mean a situation in the set and you know, something like a heart attack or something and uh, he that original Marathi actor, I, I forgot his name, is a very famous person apparently. He recommended uh, Atul Gulkarin's name thanks to his theatre background. So that's the backstory if it is of any interest to you. So, so that makes complete sense. Uh, so a couple of things about Sriram Abhyankar. I knew that, uh, so I, I, I realized that we said that we will not look at the historical accuracy of this film. But uh, there are a couple of... Uh, uh, you know, sh- I don't know what do you call it. Kuri Iduki English line, I think symbols is okay. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Symbolism, just what uh, we spoke about. So, uh, I knew that we are not going to talk about the historical accuracy in this movie, but uh, is there is uh, there is an obvious reason, you know, the, that character is Sri Ram Abhyankar, a Marathi. And uh, in fact, uh, he references, he, in fact, you, if you remember, he gives this book that is supposed to be banned. And that is given to Kamal Hassan, and he says it's written by Savarkar, and that line is just cut short immediately by the censors. And uh, there is also the symbolism where he jumps into the sea, uh, into the river, I think. It's, uh, he jumps into the Ganga to escape from the policeman, and I think it is also a direct reference back to Savarkar, who uh, escaped from the Andamans, uh, from the uh, cellular jail, by jumping into the sea and swimming all the way. So I thought all of these symbols and, you know, just interweaving this history. Yeah, the character was just amazing from Kamal Hassan. And uh, one more thing, so uh, Savarkar's photo uh, is shown along with Adolf Hitler's photo in Maharaja's house when they are secretly. That, that comes much yeah. later. That comes yeah, really yeah. later in the movie, and they make sure that it, it just comes as like a passing scene and it's not referenced. Uh, so we will talk about that a little later. No, in other words, you know, Kamal uh, really didn't want to hide about who he was talking. So. That's some guts to do that, and maybe you know, uh, it's 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 good that it, this movie released twenty years back. If it had made it now, it would have never seen the light, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So, actually, I was about to say that when you were going to talk in the second half, but you already made that point. Uh, makes perfect sense. Uh, now coming back to Shriram Abhyankar, so. Just look at the way, right? He looks at Kamal's spoonal or the sacred that or the Janeyu that he is wearing and immediately recognizes that he's a Brahmin, refuses to attack him and uh, does that, uh, what do you call it, Abhivadi, is it? I don't know. What do you say? Yeah, Abhivadi. Okay, okay. So, he recognizes it. So, is is there again something that Kamal is trying to say? Is is So, Abhyankar has a mob behind him. But he does he respect only a man of his own caste or who he considers superior, which is something he references later in a little later in the movie also, where he says that you know 
people have a herd mentality it is superior intellects like you and me who have to you know show them the path is it something like that or is it just purely you know making sure that you know kamal does not feel any fear and that he is with a fellow uh, hindu no i think uh, it is a clear polarizing strategy right so how do you get people on site there are two ways one to show that a certain group of people are really barbaric and you know they can hurt anyone uh, belonging not to their group which is in this case is muslims and uh, they have really you know attacked and raped his wife and he is already you know in this uh, brutal hangover of losing his wife overnight and uh, the second way is to identify them as one of their own in this case it's this uh, uh, hindu uh, brahmin identification and uh, uh, how do you convince them more it's saying that you know we you know can think and you and me are different from these barbarians and we should take it in our hand to you know clean this mess that these barbarians have created i thought you know that's really the ideology of any uh, right wing you know systems if you go around the world it's the same nazi uh, mentality you know there is another scene where you know the iron uh, uh, swastika slowly morphs into this you know uh, lotus i mean how explicit can kamal get but it's it's true i mean uh, the nazis had the same mentality they consider themselves to be superior and uh, they really wanted to do this ethnic cleansing and uh, in a way the current hindutva political ideology is also very similar i mean there is this land belongs to hindus and we are considered to be superior and that's what they go about and uh it the only surprise in this whole stretch was that how short was that you know uh, you know whole scene to convey uh you know such a big you know identity uh, change if you want to call it that way right so they come they tell their abhivadeyas and they identify each other as brahmins and that's it and kamal is on site uh the very shortness of the scene also made me think whether kamal was actually hallucinating uh, i don't know if uh, you know uh, this shriram abhyankar was a real person was he you know like really digging deep into his own mind and finding a personality that he was always resisting i i initially thought you know like that was an hallucination person if you see you know the way he appears and he way you know he fades into uh, some obscurity i i i really thought you know it was kamal's one part of kamal's brain that you know is coming to life that he always wanted to hide no i think this is something that even bharadwaj rangan had referred to in his uh, recent <coughs> discussion on uh, heram <coughs> when it completed 20 years i think it's a little far fetched to say that abhyankar is a hallucination because he does meet with the other people also right he just sets up a meeting with the maharaja he meets maithili and all of the others but i don't know maybe the ideology part kamal could but to be to actually have a counter view kamal in fact initially does not agree with abhyankar when abhyankar tells him that you know this is how they are and this is how they will be and this is what they will do and this is what you need to become kamal hasan actually refuses he's like no i don't want to become a murderer i am not a murderer and i don't want to do this this act sickens me you know even after his wife has been sexually assaulted and he is killed there are people who might find it justified kamal hasan actually feels sick the next day after seeing what after realizing what he has done so i think or maybe 
we can maybe say that uh, I don't know. I I just I do I just don't think that uh, Siram Abhyankar is like a hallucination or is a part. <clears throat> he's some sort of uh, conscience that comes about. Uh, I I just don't think so. So but but that sort of concludes this part uh, where Abhyankar is given a book. Kamal Hasan is <clears throat> in two minds as to how to go ahead. But I think he something that Siram Abhyankar has said that Gandhi is the entire reason behind this madness is something that i think has uh, taken a germ of inception in kamal hasan's mind and he does become a little cynical and disbelieving about gandhi and about i think life and everything in general uh, so maybe we can move on to the next part where kamal hasan goes to madras and is about to get married so i am going to be very passive in this section i'm just going to speak for the next 2 minutes maybe and then let you do all the talking Uh, so i was very fascinated by the way kamal hasan uh, portrays brahmins always because of two reasons right so kamal hasan despite coming from an ayangar family has always sort of been you know uh, doing things that is against the typical ayangar or uh, brahmin uh, ideology you know he 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 in fact first of all he uh, speaks about periyar he he idolizes periyar or he praises periyar and then he typically sides with the dravidian ideology i in fact know a lot of brahmins who don't like kamal hasan because of you know he's also an atheist so i always find his portrayals of uh, brahmins very interesting because i feel that he actually portrays very accurately for one because he is uh, he knows the culture and every time he plays a brahmin or when he plays a character along with brahmins you even take a movie like avvai shanmugi right where he plays a non brahmin that is constantly criticizing brahmins i i feel that in real life he he sort of brings his real life personality here and here it is almost the same saket ram in a number of instances you know ridicules his uh, brahmin family especially when you know they suggest that he has lost his mind and they need to do some sort of a ritual uh, i thought that was a very i don't know it almost reflected real and real life so that is where it ends and uh, i will let you talk about the entire stretch starting from the uh, uh, punnapakara or girl singing ritual till when they fly away back to maharashtra so what is your take on the entire thing yeah so uh, my favorite stretch of the movie is the uh, movie back home in uh, tamil nadu where uh, uh, kamal really you know delves deep into some of these uh, uh, vaishnavite family traditions and you know their way of life and so on um you spoke about you know seeing a bit of real life in real life kamal in this uh, particular stretch I actually want to you know say that uh, I feel uh, Kamal has revealed more about himself in this movie than he has in any other movie. So in fact you know at, at the end of this movie uh, it it strangely looked like an autobiography of uh, Kamal's own you know ideology honing. So I, I'll just give you an example right so first of all he has hailed from this uh, traditional uh, uh, Tamil Brahmin family and i'm pretty sure you know like all his family members uh, were pretty much like how he has shown rest of the relatives in the movie and secondly uh, the all the people in this uh, in his family are uh, gandhi fanatics i'm 100% sure that would have been the case in his uh, life as well but what i also think is he might have been this uh, you know uh, one of those sons you know who don't want to conform to 
family thinking and you know who tries to have an independent you know uh, thinking or you know trying to understand explore world in their own you know ways he might have been that you know he might have been genuinely questioning right so what are you even saying you know why are you even praising gandhi i mean there is another part of the world uh, in india which says you know uh, gandhi is the reason for all of this why can't you listen to them i actually think you know the uh, journey of kamal in his own you know ideology and how he has you know understood and ended up being a gandhian while trying to resist gandhian principles so much this is what i saw you know in this movie and uh, how much ever you know we don't want to see the real person in the movie we end up seeing and i honestly believe you know this movie is so authentic because this whole saket ram is kamal in real life uh, like you mentioned you know he adores periyar he hates brahmanism he is an atheist um, and you know uh, he, he absolutely you know like hates this uh, uh, right wing ideology so uh, i really feel you know the whole authenticity of the stretch and the movie comes from the fact that it's from his own deep realization and transformation from where he was like a uh, you know like a curious man who really wants to you know disprove his family's thinking but who's also magnanimous enough to you know like uh, come back into the fold of this uh, gandhian principles and you know that that's really you know so beautiful so having you know spoken so much about what i saw as kamal's autobiography let me go back to this uh, stretch of this uh, tamil brahmin uh, you know sequence that he uh, shown in this right first of all this is as authentic as it can get when it is trying to capture a tamil uh, vaishnavite ayyangar family so there are uh, multiple reasons you always have this mamas and attis who for some reason you know who may not have get uh, gotten married but you know who form a very very you know uh, influential part in your life just like the wali character right so have seen so many of my mamas because there'll be some seven or eight of them and one of them invariably you know like will be unmarried and they will be you know really there for generations to guide and help and so on right so the wali character i can recollect some three or four in my family and the second thing is how um, there are so many small traditions you know like which are captured very very nicely i don't know whether in other uh, girls seeing uh, uh, you know uh, traditions across you know different religions or caste what is the process of doing it right but in any tamil brahmin family at least you know th- till 30 years back you go to a family and the girl will be asked to showcase some talent i'm not kidding and one of the key talent that is showcased is singing with a tambura and that was so amazing and uh, here uh, uh, the heroine vasundhara das she starts singing vaishnava janato and again uh, gandhi ji's bhajan and uh, this entire family is you know is is gandhi fanatics and that's another accurate uh, you know representation and uh, uh, there are so many things I, i i just cannot you know like recollect and point out you know specific things but the whole thing just feels you know so real and authentic and that thanks to you know uh, his own background i guess uh, one of my favorite scenes was where there is a, a postal card or some letter and some uh, person from a lower caste comes to deliver and kamal looks around and says there is no yes, one in the yes. house you can come inside so i yes, thought amazing amazing that was scene. an amazing scene yeah amazing scene shit i com- i wanted to talk about that and i completely forgot see that is another scene where i thought you know he 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 i wanted to show that uh, real real life thing 
வேர் ஹீ சேஸ் தாமா மாமா இல்லைவா அப்படின்னு ஹீ டெல்ஸ் த பர்சன் டு கம் இன் அண்ட் டெலிவர் த லெட்டர் இஸ் தேட் ட்ரூ இஸ் இஸ் தேட் ஐ டோன்ட் நோ சிக்ஸ்டி இயர்ஸ் பேக் ஐம் பிரிட்டி ஷுர் தேட் வுட் ஹவ் பின் இன் ஓக் Yeah, so, and uh, not even 60 years, I'm sure 30 years back, this would have been in Bogue, yeah. Okay, okay, fair enough. So, anyway, so th- that's the thing, right? So, anyway, this stretch, when he is in Maha, he goes to Maharashtra and he meets this Maharaja where they start to, you know, uh, put this plan in place on how to assassinate Gandhi. Uh, we, have, uh, we are slowly stretching into the third part of our discussion, but before we step into that and close the first part, I think... that is a stretch that i did not particularly enjoy for whatever reason i think for a uh, couple of reasons one is that <coughs> the actors conversing in english while i could perfectly understand it i thought it did not make the film feel very organic i would have preferred if lalwani uh, you know who's a sindhi from karachi was able to speak in hindi and express his anguish even though he did an amazing job in english but there is also that very nice touch right lalwani tells kamal hasan that you know you know saket ram you will not understand because you're a south indian and saket ram only says that no i do understand your pain and immediately lalwani realizes that you know his wife would have been killed yeah, in the world right it was amazing yeah that was that was like he, he he only had to say so their friendship is really amazing that way but other than that particular stretch uh, other than that particular scene i i do not particularly enjoy and uh, you know as much as i really love the depiction of uh, the relationship between kamal hasan and aparna uh, sorry saket ram and aparna i thought the saket ram maithili getting together even under the influence of alcohol i don't know seem like uh, i don't know there is a lot of hallucinations here and there you know. but i don't know it, it just didn't feel right No I thought uh, I didn't enjoy it I don't the, think there was anything wrong it's just yeah. that I did not enjoy that particular Yeah the the whole hesitation from Kamal's part to even first engage into a new relationship I know that you know the counter to this would be that you know how can he even agree to see a girl only only after 6 months of his uh, you know, the 6 months after his wife has been you know brutally uh, killed and raped and so on um but he you know kind of uh, agrees to the family's request to go and see this girl and even after you know uh, uh, having gone there he says you know romba chinna ponna irukkalena so he is never into this fully uh, maybe you know all of us are like that right so uh, how much ever rebel we want to be maybe ultimately we bow down to what our family wants us to do so uh, i thought that is another you know uh, ambram symbolism there if you want to call it right uh, and uh, second part of hesitation was how uh, he is so confused right so uh, inside the bathroom you know he almost chokes thinking about aparna uh, but uh, once he comes back he is also afraid that he might fall in love with this girl because you know uh, she is intelligent i mean uh, she can hold a conversation with uh, Uh, her husband and uh, she sounds independent and uh, so you can slowly see you know him trying to uh, battle you know between two worlds one you know uh, his mission uh, the self created mission to kill gandhi uh, and you know the second part where you know he's slowly falling uh, slowly falling for this woman and uh, there is a wonderful scene where you know he uh, in the flight where they uh, give back and forth and uh, 
you know uh, he he kind of acknowledges her intelligence and you know that's when he really you know starts liking her so uh, initially when i saw the movie when i was young uh, uh, you know you only see the love making scenes and so on but in this movie the fact that you know uh he starts loving his wife because you know she is an intelligent woman in itself was you know was a, a revelation for me uh if you had only seen the songs and so on you might see you know he was lusting after her body but he actually has fallen for her mind and uh, just before he gets sucked deep into this whole shit of uh, gandhi killing there is a small phase where you know he uh, is almost you know pushed on to this side where you know he wants to reveal everything to uh, vasundhra das and uh, he just wants to come out clean he is still unsure and they almost get very close to a kiss and maharaja comes and breaks and uh, uh, if, uh, if if he had not intervened and you know, maybe his fate and life would have been different uh, but those whole you know the set of scenes where he shows the hesitation and he slowly falling the whole confusion uh, and the uh is also containing his masculinity right i mean uh he likes her she's so intelligent and she's also so beautiful she's tender and uh i mean really if he was in right mind he would go and ha- make love with her but this whole uh, opium filled you know this uh, wonderful song by ilai raja which is isayil todangadama it's it's just release of his sexual energy that he can no longer you know contain uh um i know that you didn't like this part but uh, like i said when i talk about it i discover more beautiful things that kamal has done and that uh, we might have missed in the you know in one or two or how many ever uh, you know times you watch this movie kamal hasan has decided uh, kamal or rather the character of saket ram the movie heram has decided that now he will give up his uh, uh how do i say all is sundam and bandam which is like he is going to give up any relationships uh, within his family and he is not going to be a, or rather <clears throat> okay let me start this again so in this part of hey ram saket ram has decided that he is going to give up all familial attachments and uh, assassinating the mahatma and saving hindutva and hindu hinduism or rather hindus in india is going to be his sole goal because the mahatma is the only reason for all the strife and the madness that has been going on in the country uh, saketram is promised sriram abhyankar who in a horse riding accident becomes a paraplegic and passes away that uh, he will undertake this task and post this uh, sriram uh, this character of saketram undergoes a uh, sort of a character change in that he loves his wife and he wants to have a normal life with her but unfortunately he's made this promise to you know become detached uh, and go on a mission uh, things take an even worse turn because his wife is now pregnant and he doesn't know what to do and his wife has invited her in-laws so as to cheer him up and uh, there comes a very uh, so so from now on from this point i mean as it is the film is very somber and from, but at this point things take a even more somber turn because sagetram decides to leave his family and go to delhi to carry out this assassination so there there is a very uh, sort of a stretch where he writes a letter to his wife and leaves and then his uh, uncle passes away and then you know because of that his aunt who was also who brought him up from his entire uh, from during his childhood uh, also passes away uh, okay i'm just all over the place i don't know what to say hello 
Hello. Yeah, you were fine, man. Like, I, I, the... I, I sounded like I'm narrating the movie, but what do you, what do we talk about? Yeah, I think the third act or the final part, like you put it out, right? So that is where you see uh, uh, the Saketram character, kind of, you know, uh, reinventing itself or you know, finding uh, Gandhian ideologies, you know, as being the right one once more. Uh, but there are a sequence of events that happens, right? One, the one that you already mentioned is. Uh, Uh, his meeting with his one of his old friends, which is Lalwani, and the other interesting part is the sequence in that uh, soda factory, or you know uh, the sequence prior to that, where in the uh, gullies of Delhi he meets his own friend uh, Amjad. So, um, what do you think of that? Uh, for one, I thought uh, strangely Shah Rukh Khan's performance irritated me. Is that a sentiment that you also share, or? Actually, I have the complete opposite view. I thought Shah Rukh Khan's performance was very good. Uh, so I have not watched the version in Hindi. I watched the version in Tamil where Shah Rukh Khan dubs his lines in Tamil, and I thought I think it might have been a little jarring to you because of that. But I think if you watched the version in Hindi, Shah Rukh Khan would have done a very very good job. And I personally thought he sold the role uh, even with the jarring Tamil lines. And I think that is also probably. uh the most important part of the movie right where a hindu who is convinced that the muslims are the mortal enemy is having a argument or a discuss actually it's an argument it is not a discussion with his formerly best friend who is a muslim and this starts out in a very interesting stretch right because he meets amjad in these gullies of delhi in chandni chowk where he is searching for his gun and amjad is extremely excited to meet him he wants to take him home and you know you know not introduce per se like you know he wants him to meet his wife you know they've not gotten together so long and all of that and kamal hasan is extremely hesitant he just doesn't want to go with him and and the funny part was you know amjad just doesn't pick up on that at all he thinks that you know his friend is still maybe you know because of the curfew or whatever and only after a certain point he realizes that so that entire stretch where from the point where Ka- kamal hasan is hesitant or saket ram is hesitant to you know even get together with amjad to the argument in the soda factory to rescuing him and to standing with amjad in his deathbed i i thought this is actually the seminal part of the movie even though you know the bengal riots and the uh, life in madras sort of set this up i think it is probably what 30 minutes I think that is what Hiram is about, and I thought both of them sold it. The dialogues are good. Some people have an issue with some of the content of what is said and the content of what is portrayed, but I think this is the seminal part of the movie, and I was completely sold. No, I I, I just loved uh, uh, what was shown, and uh, I don't have any problem with the content. Yeah, uh, you might be right. I might have found uh, you know the accent of uh, Shah Rukh Khan little jarring. So this goes back. goes against what he initially thought about this accents so you are absolutely right yeah so a couple of other symbolisms to notice is this whole uh, ram you know like uh, uh, being this uh, central uh, piece in this whole puzzle right so um, his uh, wives are maithili and aparna and uh, at a strange turn of events you know he calls or introduces or protects you know uh, shahrukh khan from the angry 
Hindu mob calling him Bharat. I mean, we all know Bharat is Ram's brother. So uh, there is the Ram symbolism, which is you know, which always you know uh, runs in the uh, background in this entire movie. I absolutely loved the exchanges between uh, you know uh, Kamal and Shah Rukh in this whole uh, you know this sequence, uh, especially the part about when he claims you know the the Muslims don't belong here or you know they came to India at a much later time and uh, he kind of bites back and says you know you guys are no different I mean you just came little earlier and that's the whole you know conflict of this Aryan invasion and uh, uh, Mughal invasion so. Uh, to even you know capture such an important uh, nugget of uh, history in 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 set of sequence of you know uh, passing dialogues i thought was some genius and uh, uh, there was one uh, particular scene where you know uh, amjad identifies kamal as ram uh, but then he asks you know like are you still the same ram and Kamal has this weird reaction, right? I mean, he's like, yeah, even I'm figuring out if I'm the same. I'm pretty sure I've changed, but I've changed for the worse. But do I have anything of my past is something that I'm still figuring out. I thought uh, that was amazing. And uh, yeah, the whole uh, Soda Factory episode is preceded by him losing the gun in strangest of ways. I mean, they're looking for... Uh, Godse and he thinks you know he's going to be nabbed down and uh, he wants to hide it and he throws into this uh, lorry or whatever but uh, then he's relieved and then he acts as if he was in the toilet and then he comes back there is this hole you know zip being opened I mean I mean what more can you do right as an actor as a director uh, it, it was just unbelievable yeah uh, I'm digressing but I completely agree with you so that the third act is the most important part of it where uh, uh, Kamal's life comes full circle and that's uh, where you know his uh, mind gets cleared and uh, he almost when he starts you know feeling a bit of remorse for uh, the path that he has chosen um, you know we know that you know in the end you know what happens so what you perceived as genius right the fact that Kamal says that the Muslims are the invaders and Shah Rukh Khan has this immediate retort that the Aryans were no different is what a lot of people from the right wing have an issue with you know because they don't believe in the Aryan invasion theory so just as a nugget of information I'm sharing that uh, no uh, what I meant was how uh, the counter exchanges were uh, so real and uh, you, you don't you know easily capture uh, such a controversial topic in one scene you know with two lines of yes yes yeah it's not even a scene, it's just two lines of dialogue. So yeah, that, that was really writing genius. But uh, moving past this, I said it was a very touching sequence. Some people, uh, so let us not uh, worry about what people thought about the scene. But moving on to that, I thought um, <clears throat> the um, assassination of Gandhi, uh, the scenes preceding that, I don't know. I, so all the dialogues were in English. So again, like I said, it did not feel very organic to me. Especially when Gandhi comes and speaks to the affected people in English, and uh, I don't know, except for the Shah Rukh Khan Kamal Hassan part, I did not find the other parts very convincing. Uh, except for that one scene where uh, you know Goze has shot Gandhi, and you know people are beating him up, and Kamal Hassan himself starts running towards Goze to shoot him, but then he puts his gun back in the I don't know the cover or whatever or the case. Because he feels that that is what Gandhi would have wanted him to do. He would not have wanted him to shoot Godzilla in response. 
so uh, i thought that scene was perfect and it captured everything and coming back to the uh, present yeah. day right i uh, sorry i just want to say something so in that whole stretch there is uh, uh, again amazing another uh, two dialogue scene where uh, uh saketra meets gandhi and uh, he wants to apologize for his thinking right i mean he hasn't done anything uh, bad i mean he just feels so bad that he uh, even thought of assassinating this uh, mahatma right and uh, he goes and tells you know i want to confess something and uh, gandhi replies saying uh, yeah don't worry i'm going to pakistan uh, why don't you join me even i have a lot to confess so that again you know made me think maybe gandhi also had you no know, uh, a lot of doubt self doubt in himself i mean uh, he is a mahatma but ultimately that particular dialogue humanized him i mean those were really chaotic times and uh, there is a genuine possibility that despite his right intentions he might have thought that he had made a lot of goof ups along the way and uh, uh that was an unbelievable way to even make admit i mean how do you make mahatma admit i mean that's infused with subtle humor but that might be very very loaded uh, even i have made a lot of mistakes maybe i should also confess and uh, after that you know like he gets killed and uh, i was wondering whether gandhi would have felt yeah i deserve this because you know i have uh, thanks for you know relieving me of this misery uh that was again another uh, amazing stretch so <laughs> anyway so coming back to the present stretch uh, where kamal hasan is going to die uh, or saket ram is going to die in his uh, i don't know late 90s or 80s or whatever and he asks why they are hiding in that bunker and and this grandson says because there is a hindu muslim conflict going on and he and he's he's like still He's still this is going on and he's not able to believe it and his life comes a full circle right the movie starts with him sitting in a grave and the movie and his life goes off when he's in a grave and he also sort of shows it when he shows mortimer uh, the visions of mortimer wheeler at yeah. the top saying you know pack up so that immediately indicates that or foreshadows that his life is about to end or he sees his death coming um so yeah i thought i thought uh, that coming in life was a full circle and i, I thought the movie uh, is perfect uh, i i'm not a film critic so i don't know what are the other flaws in writing or staging or whatever but as a viewer and as a fan looking back at this movie i thought i thought it was perfect i could not find any faults with it other than the fact of language or anything like that but story yeah, wise I, I, so what did you think of uh, nasruddin shah's performance as gandhi I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I didn't have a problem with it. Uh it was uh, uh I don't know except for, again like I said I did not I watched a Tamil version uh and um, he spoke in English. So this is a point that I wanted to make earlier in the podcast is that almost the entirety of India was covered in this movie. So Kamal Hasan is a Tamil Iyengar. He also portrays an, he, there are also a couple of non-Brahmin or at least uh, one non-Brahmin character from Tamil Nadu that he meets in Delhi there is a Malayali he meets in Bengal uh, he takes upon the name of a Kannadiga Bhairav uh, when he is in Delhi uh, there is a Telugu pimp in Delhi he meets the Marathis are all over the place uh, Gandhi is a Gujarati there are six 
<laughs> in the movie and uh, bengali there he he meets the bengali woman he there is in his uh, there is a muslim pathan and i mm-hmm. think so he has effectively covered all the languages and ethnicities in india and you know a lot of them speak in english also yeah. sort of so if you notice there is this one reason that bharadwaj rangan always praises kamal hasan for his for having a pan india outlook in this movie he has literally covered the entirety of india yeah okay so i will give my closing thoughts on hera generally how good a film is can be seen by how well it ages with time uh, in today's instant uh, gratification scenario i don't know how many uh, films that are made today will stand the test of time maybe even 5 years down the line but hera made in 2000 like hari point uh, mentioned in the beginning of the podcast still is fresh and uh, i think it will still remain fresh after 20 years hopefully it is not relevant in 20 years down the line that is my wish for the future but as a movie and as a thought process and uh, you know as an outlook i think hairam will always be relevant uh, sorry i think hairam will always be important to any audience so yeah i think uh, and we have to appreciate the genius of kamal for that i think kamal sort of hit his peak in direction and acting with this movie and uh, it has never come to that stage again so that is a little sad but otherwise it was a great experience and a great privilege watching this movie. Uh, i also want to make a, another point right so it's so mind boggling that kamal has uh, respected the audience so much you know uh, 20 years back when the current day filmmakers take us for granted where they want to spoon feed or they think you know they know what the common audience wants uh kamal has somehow you know respected the uh, intelligence of uh, tamil cinema goers you know 20 years back and do you think you know we have failed him uh, do you think you know just by giving this movie at that uh, point we definitely did like i said even the adults did not understand uh, <laughs> what kamal was trying to tell but i think see that has always been his approach right we have been fanboying about uh, about him so much over this entire recording i will tell one more thing that he said so when somebody once said why are there so many bad films and why are people not making good films he said that see listen if you keep making bad i mean and somebody said that this is what the audience wants this is the kind of mass commercial movies that audience want and that is why these movies are being made at that point kamal hasan responded see if there is a bad road people have no choice they will take that road and go to office but if you propose an alt if you build an alternate road that is good people will take that road to office so don't say that you know this is what the audience want you give them a good <laughs> experience you make good stuff people will take it don't so i think he has always respected the audience i think it is regardless of you know the time or, or i think ever since is ever since he started Uh, making movies i think is always respected you go back to a movie like even that is so commercial like vikram sort of concepts that he spoke about i think he's always done that yeah but uh, i don't know how disheartening it would have been to see some of his uh, really great movies you know not having instant appreciation uh, uh, unbase even as another example and so on right so uh, even uttama villain i don't know if you have uh, seen it and whether you like it uh, your point about having a strong cast in this movie how it elevated the entire movie one problem that i had was uttama villain was uh, uh, you know supremely weak cast which kind of let down his vision but 
in terms of you know uh, thought process thinking screenplay and direction uttam villain is something that again you know uh, will be spoken about as a good movie in future times to come um i i kind of you know uh, sympathize with him uh, and i also understand you know uh, what we were then but it just feels so deflating to see that you know such a movie didn't get its uh, you know due at its release time okay i think we have fanboyed a lot i think we need to end this podcast now <laughs> if you like our podcast please subscribe to the marupadim channel on anchor or whatever podcast platform you're listening to it could be pod uh, it could be spotify it could be google podcast or apple podcast and uh, if you like this podcast please share it with all your friends and spread the good word if you don't like it still sp- share it with all your friends and if you have any bad words please you know send us the feedback uh, till you till we come back with the next episode Uh, have a great day bye
நன்றி 